0: Sequence start, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. The old saying goes, fathers know best, or father knows best. Uh, And speaking as a dad myself, we know that that's not literally always the case. However, when it comes to, in a spiritual sense, there is a lot of truth in that statement. The fathers, our spiritual fathers, they may not always know the best, they may not always be perfect, but they do have wisdom, divine wisdom to share with us. So what have our recent holy fathers been telling us and teaching us about our relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what we're going to be talking about today on the show. Welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live from the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is...
1: Ignition at sfcatholic.org.
0: What a dramatic telling of the email address, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Ignition at sfcatholic.org <laughs> is indeed the email address. And that voice, uh, if you're a regular listener, that voice uh, is the voice of, belongs to Renee Kranz. Hey, Renee.
1: Hey. Actually, no.
0: If you're a regular listener, I didn't need to tell you that. That's what I should have right. said. You, you, listen, you do You know that that's the voice of Renee You
1: know Kranz. the difference, difference between myself and Robin. You
0: do indeed. Yes. Um, so- we do have
1: different voices.
0: Yes, because yeah. you're different people, so that kind of happens usually. Yeah. You know, different people. Sometimes different
1: people words. sound the same know, or true. similar. Yeah,
0: that's true. Fathers and sons. Speaking of today's. So <laughs> that's
1: that true. Of. Yes, <laughs>
0: uh, I, more than once, I've my, people have wondered if I'm
1: my Your dad. dad? Oh phone. yeah, I've gotten and, that. And now my Carl,
0: um, our son, <laughs> who's soon to be eighteen. <laughs> you know.
1: Eight, I, I met Carl oh, uh, yeah. very recently, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, you're the definitely." I, I, I can see it. Yes, yep. it does not. See it, hear it, it's all, it's all there. It, the personality. Um, the I'm best things kid. come from his mouth.
0: Yeah, for sure. So uh, last week, Renee, with Robin, okay. we were talking about um, the challenge that can come when maybe you have an interaction with a leader in the church, lay, oh. religious, ordained, Uh but specifically, we're talking about what happens when your priest, your pastor, whoever it is, uh, maybe he's a little bit curmudgeonly or grouchy by nature, or he has a bad day and right. you have an interaction with him on the day or, or, um, maybe just as, or even more likely, um, what if he, uh, makes a decision that you disagree with, mm-hmm. um, what do we do in those situations that's what <laughs> that's what Robin and I talked about last week. I'm glad it was Robin. Uh, that was last week. So that was episode 580 of Ignition if you want to pull that up. But but this is actually an interesting so there's a on the one hand but on the other hand, mm-hmm. right? So I we were talking Robin and I talked last week about the importance of being obedient to mm-hmm. proper authority. Mm-hmm. And we are called to be obedient to our proper spiritual authorities as well, right. as long as they're not, doing, they're not telling us to do or trying to get us to believe something that's sinful or false or whatever it is. Right. right? Um, so, but it, it is the role of especially church authorities, priests, but especially bishops, including the Bishop of Rome, the Pope, mm-hmm. to teach. Jesus told the apostles at the end of Matthew's gospel, go therefore make disciples of all nations, mm-hmm. baptizing them and teaching them. Mm -hmm. Teaching them to observe, to believe all that I have commanded you. Right. So everything that I taught you, I got from the Father. Right. Um, And I'm giving you everything that he gave me, um, the doctrines, the sacraments, what we need to know, how we need to live, everything. And it's your job, Peter, Andrew, James, John, so on. It's your job to turn around and do that with, well, everybody.
1: I feel like he should have ended that with, uh, and please don't wreck it.
0: <laughs> he didn't need you because he's in charge. True. So they can't wreck it. They can, they can, they we can, give it a good shot, they, don't they, we? They, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so our spiritual authorities, I mean, Scripture is, is, the New Testament's written by many of those men or their right-hand right. men. Right. right. Um, so one of the ways in which our spiritual authorities have taught us is in writing literally the inspired word of God Mm -hmm. in the case of people like Peter Mm -hmm. and John, um, John's gospel and his letters and revelation, Peter, his letters, Matthew Mm -hmm. was an apostle, exactly, and so on. Um, But even after that, our our spiritual authorities have communicated Jesus' teachings in writing. Now, they're not inspired documents the way that the letters and other documents of the New Testament were inspired, but they do seek to tell us things that we need to know about what to believe and how to live our faith.
1: Mm-hmm. Are so, they still inspired in other ways? I mean, uh, can we say that or no?
0: They may be, but they might not be.
1: Okay. <laughs> one would hope,
0: one would hope so right. that they'd be, you if know, sometimes we lead. say capital T, small T tradition. Right. Um, there's capital, capital I L. inspired and <laughs> lowercase yeah. uh, I inspired. One would hope, but there's no guarantee right. that those non-biblical writings are inspired. Sure. Now, certainly in many cases, there have been incredible. Again, I'm just talking about pastoral letters that bishops can write, mm-hmm. but also some of the more formal letters that popes write. Mm-hmm. Um, many of them have been very rich, very beautiful, very edifying. Edifying, right. they build up our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no, there's not that guarantee of certainly beauty. um, And there's not the sort of same guarantee of orthodoxy as there was with
1: scripture. Sure. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, Now you and I have talked before about uh, when it comes to, especially popes, um, our obedience and we've distinguished levels of teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, an offhand aside that a Pope makes, and on an airplane, On say? an airplane, perhaps. <laughs> does not have the same weight as some of the formal, more formal teaching documents. Right, okay? right, Regardless, this is our spiritual father, and we're called to honor our parents, mm-hmm. right? So we should always have, honor, and Robin and I talked about this, we should always have honor towards our spiritual authorities and respect, and, and give them a proper deference. Right. Um, so when our popes, for to be specific, when our popes write letters for the universal church, we, we shouldn't just, nah, Right. Nah. <laughs> this is our spiritual father or one of our spiritual fathers mm-hmm. who's writing to us. And we should give that some proper deference. So what I want to do today and next week is look at two documents from one, this week, one document from Pope Francis. Next week, we're gonna look at a document from Pope Benedict XVI. Okay. Okay. Um, to talk a little bit more about this, just a little bit back in July and August, Robin and I did a three-parter looking at a little bit of a document that John Paul II had written oh, yeah. at the beginning of the third millennium, mm-hmm. uh, Novo Inunte. Um And so just kind of along that same idea, I think it's good to, in this case, return to some documents that our popes have written uh, in the relatively recent past, just to be reminded of what the, what they want was to be attentive
1: to. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Clear about what we're going to do? Sure. Great. So, we're going to start with Pope Francis. Um, What we're going to look at this week is Pope Francis's document, The Joy of the Gospel, or Evangelii Gaudium. So, this is, many people would say that this is um, the document of Pope Francis's papacy. Okay. Uh, Pope Francis has written several documents. As we're writing, he just came out with another uh, Mm -hmm. exhortation, same kind of document as this one, Laudato Deum. Uh, at the beginning of August, he's written several uh, formal documents throughout his papacy. Many people would say that the joy of the gospel, Evangelii Gaudium, is the one that most speaks to his heart, as successor of St. Peter, mm-hmm. as Bishop of Rome, as Pope. and I, and I would agree mm-hmm. with that sentiment. I really think that this gets to his desire for um for evangelization, right His desire right. for missionary discipleship. Mm-hmm. Um, this is maybe it, it's not it may not be the longest document of his pontificate, but it's among them. It's what's mm-hmm. one of them because of how important it
1: is to him. sure. Sure.
0: Um, One other thing I want to say in terms of sort of prefatory remarks before we get into the beginning of this text. We're just going to look at the beginning of it a little bit. Um, This is an apostolic exhortation. So this is not the highest level of... This is not... Okay, my syntax is a disaster in my head right now. Ah. Um, It's not the most... An exhortation is one kind of papal document. It's not the highest level in terms of authority. Right, encyclical letters are are higher than exhortations. Right. There there is a hierarchy in terms of papal document papal mm-hmm. papal documents papal teachings. Encyclicals are usually very doctrinal in nature. Right uh where he's talking about some the pope, whoever it is, is talking about some matter of doctrine. Encyclicals uh are again popes have been writing letters for a long time but the 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 modern form of the encyclical uh goes back to I think the eighteenth century for less two okay. three, hundred three hundred years, years yeah. uh popes have been writing encyclical letters on matters of doctrine that are usually addressed usually addressed especially to their brother bishops
1: oh, okay because they
0: are the they're the ones who have the the responsibility of with Pope's teaching teachings right okay an exhortation is not that it's a law. so what what Renerantz what do you think is the basic purpose of an exhortation?
1: Uh, my guess would be to encourage people to do something.
0: Yeah. To exhort them,
1: yeah. perhaps to be, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> to encourage, to exhort them to do something. Exactly. So it is, a, all right, it, it's dad saying, all right, guys, this is something we're getting, we need to do. He's not really giving us like the detailed, um, teaching. Mm-hmm. He's like, you owe the teaching. Now let's go. Here we go. It's yeah. a, I'm getting like in a more of a coach vibe here right now. <laughs> an exhortation. It's an yeah. encouragement, as, as you said. Um, so, Pope Francis has written encyclicals, three encyclicals, mm-hmm. but I would still side with those who see Evangelii Gaudium, the joy of the gospel, as the paradigmatic text of his pontificate, of okay. his papacy. Okay. okay. So, with that, I, what I want to do is just we're gonna, and I don't think we're gonna have time to get more than just look at the first couple of articles uh, in 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 this document. I want to look, we're going to read them and then comment on them. So okay. Rick, would you mind reading article one, which is just a paragraph long of this first document that, uh, of this document, the joy of the gospel?
1: Sure. The joy of the gospel fills the hearts and lives of all who encounter Jesus. Those who accept his offer of salvation are set free from sin, sorrow, inner emptiness, and loneliness. With Christ, joy is constantly born anew. In this exhortation, I wish to encourage the Christian faithful to embark upon a new chapter of evangelization marked by this joy while pointing out new paths for the church's journey in years to come.
0: So this first article, this first paragraph of Evangelii Gaudium has one, two, three, four sentences. Mm -hmm. And every one of them is worth comment, uh, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so we're going to talk about right. every one of the four sentences that make up this, this, the gospel. That's the name of the document. Uh, we, we've mentioned this before. The Latin Evangelii Gaudium is Latin for um, the gospel's joy.
1: Okay.
0: So uh, the Latin title always comes from the first words in the official mm-hmm. Latin edition of the text. So, whatever the rest of the opening sentence in is in the Latin edition of this document, the first two words are Evangelii Gaudium. Right. And okay. it goes on from there. So, but again, the content of the first sentence The joy of the gospel fills the hearts and lives of all who encounter Jesus. Renee, bear with me for a second, okay?
1: Okay. Don't I do that the whole time?
0: <laughs> Pretty much.
1: Keep <laughs> keep keep, bear, keep
0: persevering. It's fall. Yeah. Um, we're almost to October. Do you know what one of my favorite well, growing up? October. We're in October. We're almost to Halloween. Yes. Do you know what one of my favorite of the Halloween specials growing up as a child in the
1: eighties was? Was it the Peanuts?
0: Yes, Charlie, Charlie Brown, Brown. Whatever. I I love Charlie the Charlie, Halloween. Hit, his uh, Halloween and the Christmas ones mm-hmm. in particular. There mm-hmm. were other, I think, Peanuts specials. Yeah. But those two in particular, I I still have on DVR. Uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas special. <laughs> well, you didn't say video so good job, movie, right? Um, as <laughs> we still, I still rewatch the Charlie Brown Christmas special nice. every year. That's that's a couple months down the road. Yeah. Um, the Halloween special.
1: Mm-hmm. Now I don't remember that one that much.
0: Uh, it, it's really good.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna um, trust you on that.
0: You will you should. Tell me though, in all of the Charlie Brown special TV specials, can you can you remember the words spoken by Charlie Brown's teacher?
1: Wah 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 wah
0: wah Excellent, excellent recall. Wa wah 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 wah. The joy of a wah 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 wah. With church documents, so often we go into Charlie Brown student mode. Oh. Wah 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 wah. Pope okay, yes, I love you, the holy father. Wah 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 Don't do that.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> pay attention. The joy, it's it, it's
0: it's more than pay attention. Like, like yeah, like, like seriously, like pay attention. Okay. The joy of the gospel fills the hearts and lives of all who encountered Jesus, Renee, we're going to get a little personal. Okay, is your heart and your life filled with the joy of the gospel?
1: Oh, probably not. Not completely. Not enough. Yeah. Not
0: completely. Yeah. Right. We read that sentence for for us as as Catholic Christians. Any Christian could agree with this, though. Mm-hmm. Um, on the one hand, this is a Oh my gosh. Like, the, the, like I think especially for an outsider, mm-hmm. a non-Christian, yeah. uh, this is the Holy Father saying that the, that the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ, should fill our lives, our hearts with joy, a particular kind of joy, I think mm-hmm. with joy but it should fill our, our lives, our hearts with joy. We should not be... So, <laughs> St. Teresa of Avila, one of her prayers to the Lord was, Lord, save me from gloomy saints. Oh, yeah. Save me from dour-faced Christians. Yep. Now, I've said many times that doesn't mean that we're going to be happy, happy, joy, joy, Barney Christians, but, but there should be, it's not a matter, like it's not a superficial thing. It's this joy is a deep seated thing. Mm -hmm. Just like authentic Christian peace is a deep seated thing. Whatever my emotional state, I can be angry and full of Christian peace. Right. I can be sad and full of Christian joy, but that's what I'm called to be. So the other side of that is this is convicting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is this true for me? Is it a doctor, somebody who holds a doctorate in sacred theology, who who uh, his professional purpose is to help other, draw, help others draw closer to Jesus Christ themselves and help others to do the same?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that true of me? Is does the joy of the gospel fill my heart? Does it fill my life? No, no. Have I encountered Jesus Christ? Yes. Am I in relationship with him? Yes. Do I seek uh, ever more, every day, to deepen that relationship? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I've got a long way to go. Right. But but the, the thing I want to emphasize is that this is the fruit of an encounter with right. Jesus Christ. Right.
1: And we don't if, come about it by ourselves.
0: We, we do not come about it by ourselves. I I, I can't make this this, yes, that, that's an excellent point. Yeah. Not, that's, a, that's an excellent point. <laughs> I can't manufacture Christian joy by myself. Mm-hmm. It's the fruit of an encounter with Him, and I don't initiate that encounter. Right. I don't right. initiate. He initiates. it. Now He does that for every one of us. Nobody should be. Like, oh, how come Jesus didn't pick me? How come He didn't meet me? How come He? Didn't? No, 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 no. He, He, He seeks to encounter everyone. Mm-hmm. But, but a, re, a relationship is a two way street. Right. Am I looking for Him? Am I paying attention?
1: It reminds me of the image of Jesus knocking on a door. Yeah. But there's no knob on the outside for him to open the yep. door.
0: I have to open the door. He's knocking. He knocks. Yeah, but I have to open it. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Ooh, like mm, I got a ways to go. Fills yeah. mm-hmm. not full. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But again, the positive side of it, this is the fruit of an encounter with right. Jesus Christ. Joy. Okay. Those who accept his offer of salvation are set free from, okay, this is, this is, I, I love talking about this, this sentence. Most people, most Christians, I would say, even, even those who are not regular church goers. And frankly, I would say in our country, just because Christianity is still kind of the part of the cultural air that mm-hmm. we breathe, I'd say even like people who aren't really religious, they've heard the term sin. Right. And they probably have some idea that Christians believe that Jesus saves us from our sin. Like right. Sin is when I do something bad or something and somehow Jesus saves, Christians believe that Jesus saves people from sin. Mm-hmm. Um, we've heard that before. What I love about what Pope Francis does here in line two of his exhortation, The Joy of the Gospel, um, is he talks about how again the opening um, those who accept jesus's offer of salvation are set free from then he says sin but then he names three mm-hmm. consequences of sin oh, that i don't yeah. think people really realize jesus wants to free us from as well right so jesus those who accept his offer of salvation are set free from sin and then he goes on to say sorrow inner emptiness and loneliness mm-hmm. this is not just the, one of the one of the really um, misconceptions, misperceptions of, of Christianity, at least of Catholic Christianity, is that this is just about pie in the sky when you die.
1: Right. Uh,
0: it, that is, I mean, not literal pie, but it rhymes. You've heard that before. I
1: have not. What? Elise,
0: have you heard? No. What? I mean... La- lovely ladies, you need to get out more.
1: Um, at night? Uh, at night. <laughs>
0: Uh that's uh call out that's to in- an upcoming Sorry. episode of <laughs> Biblical Bites of <with> Dr. B <laughs> yes, inside <it> <laughs> baseball. Um it's not just about the eternal reward. It that is the greatest thing. Mm-hmm. But there's even an implication in my life today. When I am in real relationship with Jesus Christ, again, he's offering it. He's knocking. Mm-hmm. He's knocking. Always knocking. When I open the door and desire to enter into relationship and have a growing relationship with him, then he will set me free from my sins. So I try to get to confession on about a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, my venial sins, I try to confess them on an even more regular basis. Jesus save me from my sins. Uh, he did, and he has mercy on us, right? He's always, um, when we're repentant, he always wants to bestow his mercy, either the sacrament of reconciliation or in the case of venial sins, directly. He always wants to offer that forgiveness. But but here, the Holy Father reminds us that it's not just the sin per se, but also the consequences, mm-hmm. the implications of sin. And mm-hmm. again, Pope Francis names three of them. Those three, once again, Renee, are what?
1: Sorrow, inner emptiness, and loneliness.
0: Yeah, and especially the second... Two, yeah, numbers two and three are, are the things that I, we're, Renee, we're not going to get much further than Article One here.
1: Oh, today. I'm so shocked. Uh, <laughs> um,
0: are the ones that I want to highlight? Those again, those who accept Jesus's offer of salvation are set free from uh, inner emptiness and loneliness. Mm-hmm. Jesus wants to free every one of us from inner emptiness. Mm-hmm. And in our culture today, oh. there are, okay, you just-
1: Those are epidemics. Uh, right, right. And, and and these days, oh, you got
0: to watch it with that word. No, no, no. They are actually, yes. they, they are most definitely, even at the psychological level, mm-hmm. like in terms of the, the, the sciences, they're by some considered epi- epidemics in the most yeah. formal scientific sense. In of fact,
1: the, the Surgeon General of the US just declared loneliness one loneliness, of them, did right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, inner, so when you hear inner, inner emptiness, inner emptiness, rather, Renee, what does inner emptiness say to you?
1: Um. Oh gosh, that's. I've never th- tried to like define that. Uh, you just don't have any joy. Mm-hmm. You don't have any maybe love for other people.
0: Yeah, my 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 life is empty.
1: Yeah, you don't have any purpose there. That's, that's
0: the key. Yeah, I think that's what I want to focus on at least. No direction mm-hmm. in life because I. Why am I here?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, why do I exist? Now, our culture with all the distractions that are available to us, it's possible for us to sort of avoid that question. Mm-hmm. But in the but but every one of us, like what, what am I for? Mm-hmm. Every one of us, somewhere in our hearts is asking that question. Now now we might drown out that question that we ask ourselves with all these distractions, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: good distractions and bad distractions. Uh, But that's a question that every one of us asks. The Holy father tells it. And and so when we're honest with ourselves, when we're quiet, the silence can become in many, for many people unbearable because this question just gnaws at us. Right. What is my purpose? I have no idea, but this is where we literally have good news. Mm-hmm. We have glad tidings. Jesus Christ sets us free from inner emptiness mm-hmm. because he, he does it so much like in the moment at this point in my life, it's not that he gives me a purpose. Now he reveals to me the purpose of, for which he originally created me to be. Mm -hmm. God created the first moment of our existence. Every one of us has been given a purpose. There is a plan for my life. Mm -hmm. Um, A plan that if I live it out, gives me incredible joy, consolation, peace, Mm -hmm. and purpose. Mm -hmm. Because it gives me a purpose. So just, yeah. There's a lot. So when we enter when we have an encounter, a real encounter, not a not a not a passing, but a real encounter with Jesus Christ, we he he offers us freedom from inner emptiness. He help us to he helps us to recognize the purpose for which we exist. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, it doesn't matter how old you are when you have this encounter. It's not like uh Okay, maybe maybe there's regrets and, oh, I should have known this. But don't, Jesus wants us to look to the now and what he desires for you for the rest of your life. Right. You might be on your deathbed when you realize this. It doesn't matter. The remaining weeks, days, hours, minutes mm-hmm. of your life now have a purpose, or you recognize the purpose for Your existence, and you're able, even if it's just for a little bit, to live that out, and there, in so doing, we are freed from inner emptiness. Yeah,
1: I would not recommend waiting until the last minute if you can help (laughs) it. No, because don't wait around. We
0: we don't. We don't want. But he wants to free that from you now.
1: Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. So the other one. Loneliness. Yes. As you said, um, literally called by the Surgeon General of the United States of America, um, an epidemic yep. in our country. Uh, especially, I think this was exacerbated by, by COVID, but it was already there before yes. COVID. Yes. Um, I've been talking about this for years now. We have all sorts of social media followers and friends, but do we have authentic relationships?
1: Yeah, they're not, they're not real friends. Those are not real friends. They're acquaintances, maybe.
0: You don't live life with, yeah, they might be acquaintances. Right. Yeah. But I'm not living life. I'm not sharing life right. with them. Right. Well, not
1: real life. No matter how much stuff you're sharing on Facebook, that's not real life most of the time. Yes. Right.
0: So Jesus wants to free us from that. Because even if you are literally alone, he desires a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. He desires a relationship with you. So it's not... Okay. The most important thing that Jesus frees us from is sin. But he frees us from the consequences and implications of sin as well. Mm-hmm. Things like, not limited to, but like sorrow, and emptiness, and loneliness. He goes on, sentence three. <laughs> Renee's looking at the clock like, seriously, <laughs> with Christ, With Christ, with Jesus, joy is constantly born anew. So when I live a life in which I am on a regular basis, so daily basis, trying to deepen my relationship with Jesus, spending time with him in personal prayer, seeking to live in him throughout my day, being attentive to his promptings, when I live that way, and this will increase over the course of time, but joy is constantly born anew. Mm-hmm. And Renee, who does not want to live that way?
1: I I don't know. Nobody. (laughs) No, nobody. Amen.
0: And that's going to wrap up this episode of Ignition. We might do no more next week. We'll see. Okay. Uh, But again, if you have questions about today's episode or ideas for future ones, please email us ignition at sfcatholic.org. And until next time, may God bless you.